Man, I'm just digging the groove on this. This is Kenny Thomas and the Southern Baptist. Great song, great song. Uh, this is Johnny Corn. This is By the Way. Uh, with me today is Al. Well, introduce yourself. Hi, Johnny. I am Alessandra Valentini. And of course, we have producer Dave. Oh, hey, what's Hi. up? And Reggie is somewhere else in the universe making people laugh, so he's not going to be with us today. Now, before we get started, uh, you ha- you do several different things, and we're going to get into that in a minute. What are your websites? Oh, so because I I am different people. I am Alessandra yes. Valentini with my comedy, and then I have my art website, which is Selena Angel and Orgasmica, which are my erotic art classes. And uh, so I have different website. I have uh, selenaangel.com and and I'm working on um, creating my comedy website, but for now there is pages on Facebook and on Instagram. And so uh, those pages are? Yes, the comedy page is at Alessandra Comedy. And um, yeah, and then I have Orgasmia, which is an erotic art site uh, on Instagram with my erotic pages and drawings from my art classes. And then I have my Selena Angel at in Instagram. That's my art, um, my other art. I do cosmic art and erotic art. I'm a very complex artist with two names and two different lives. Well, here, here's the thing with that. Um, I actually find you fascinating. Um, you're one of the most fascinating people I've met. Thank you. And, and, and I, I mean it because you do so many different types of art. Uh, musician. Yeah. Uh, you do you know, art. like Visual art. Visual art. Uh, you do comedy. And we're going to talk about all of that today. But uh, obviously, if people want to check out your comedy... Uh, we did release separately on Echoplex Media the set at uh, Grapes of Laugh. Mm-hmm. And so people can check that out, um, which is, what, 12 minutes-ish? Yeah. I also have a YouTube channel for my comedy, which is Alessandra Valentini, and there's also some of my art in there. I have uh, my art videos that I produced, and they are also on this YouTube channel. Now, we'll start with your comedy um, because, of course, I just brought that up. Um, your your comedy, uh, your you did comedy, then you stopped, and then you're doing comedy again. Am I remembering no, that right? No, I well, I I helped comedian friends on stage by being a musician. It was a funny musician character. Oh, that it was like this one woman band. It was actually a one man band, and I was like a it looked like one of those French homeless clochard that played lots of different instruments and it was kind of a mime. That was my character. And I and I play a few show with this friend of mine which is a comedian and a mime. He now lives in uh, Mexico but he's Italian. And um, when I, uh, and then I did not work with him. That was it. That was my comedy experience when like many years ago. Right, right. And then right. he got back into it more recently. It, yes. In the meantime, I had was doing my music, my art. And so I wasn't like lacking any art, right, <laughs> any creativity right. in my life. But just last year, I got back in comedy and it happened just like this, suddenly. 
I think I must have watched something and I was like, yes, I want to do this. I wanted to do it professionally. So I took some classes. There is some classes in San Francisco going on that, you know, like writing and workshops. And it, It's interesting because I don't know of any comedy classes that were available when I started. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it, it's helpful because it's come up more recently. At least I didn't know about it. Uh, if it existed at all, I didn't know about it. So, uh, when did you start to do comedy? Oh God, I think uh, Eisenhower was president. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually my first time ever on stage um, was at the Ritz Pub and Pizzeria, and it was in 1987. And uh, what happened was I was still in high school, um, and I remember. Not to get too far into me, because this show should be about you, but uh, when I started, I I was too young to be in some of the clubs, and so what would happen is I'd have to wait outside, then go and do my comedy, and then go back outside. Right, you weren't able legally uh, to stay in. Exactly, That's yeah. That's funny. Uh, so, uh, the accent, you are obviously from Italy. Yes, I'm Italian. I'm from Roma. Okay, I was about to ask that. And how long have you been here? Uh, totally. We, me and my family moved in the United States uh, 21 years ago. Oh, so a while mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. yeah. And I've been in San Francisco for uh, something like 14, 6, 15, something like that. So you remember the old San Francisco when I it was... I do. Yeah. Especially the mission that used to be really crappy and, and beautiful. Now it's fancy and beautiful. Yeah, it, gentrified. it's <laughs> very much gentrified, yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I remember the old days in San Francisco where um, the comedy scene was completely different uh, than it is now. Mm-hmm. And I remember the zoo, which um, is next to, uh, Danny Getchi has a, a show at uh, Neck of the Woods. Neck of the Woods. And yeah, so it was next door to I, that. I did many shows there. That's a funny place to sh- so the zoo was next to it? Yeah, it was like literally next door to it. Um, and it, it, Robin Williams, Whippy Goldberg. Oh, wow. I mean, like fam- very famous people were there back in the day. So you used to be a musician. Yes. And so what instruments? I started with a uh, keyboard and guitar. And of course I am a singer too. And, uh, and then later I started experimenting with wind instruments like harmonica blues and flutes and uh, um, yeah, ocarina. Yeah, actually ocarina is one of my favorite instruments. But um, yeah, and it's amazing. It's such a portable thing that you just don't need to do anything. You just put it around your neck. But yes, and so it's flute and um, very portable. But yeah, those instruments. So I had my own band for a while. And because uh, I do have different names, I was using Selena as my also musician name, and I was Selena and the Gypsy Tribes. The Gypsy Tribes were this people just joining in, other musicians that join in in different different gigs. So I was playing live gigs, and I had maybe a drummer at that time, unless I had my uh, you know my electronic drums but and i had a real bass player but it wasn't like a consistency it was a musician that come by and just play in different sets and um 
And I had this other band, which is also on clouds, uh, on SoundCloud. It's uh, Boom Shakti, and I was uh, the leader of the band. And uh, it was me and another person. And we had, um, yeah, we had a great three years of this band that was going on all over uh, Arizona and California. And it was really fun. Yeah. we have that in common in a way because uh, now my what style of music was it? It was electronic, organic music. So there was a lot of electronic dance elements and really funky dance music, and then it was all organic instruments played live or recorded in studio: guitar, flutes, vocals, you know, and a lot of uh, editing work with with programs. with me it was different because I played uh, my first instrument was trombone and then I went to um, baritone then trumpet and then uh, keyboards and then um, I I did percussion um, and I used to fancy myself the next Weird Al Yankovic where I put out parodies uh, of songs of course I never got the copyright (laughs) for them (laughs) So I'm sure I could have gotten in a lot of trouble, but see, nobody knew who I was, so it didn't matter. Yeah, so, but so we have that in common. So I, uh, whenever there's someone else that has the musical bug, I I identify. Mm-hmm. With, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh, and you're also multi instrument player. That's amazing. You play all those winds that are pretty hard. I, I mean, found it to pretty, get a, not a, a sound out of a trombone. Oh, that, <laughs> and that was my first one. I was, yeah, that's I was playing that since I was very little. And what I would do is just I'd hear um, some melody, and then I would just go along. Yeah, like with me with piano, I was like totally self-taught. Yeah, I'm I'm self-taught on most of the instruments. Um, I did have lessons for trombone though, um, but the rest of the instruments I just picked up and started playing it i had some lesson for guitar and vocals but the rest is all self-taught too so because when you have it inside it's like learning music is almost like pain because you're so used to use your ears to right. find the notes that knowing that now on a piece of paper is like oh whatever when i was <laughs> because i'm very dyslexic i couldn't really read uh, music all that well uh, so there's you know it, it's interesting because when you have the ear that that helps um speaking of singing mm-hmm. you and i both like karaoke mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, we we're talking about that before we went to recording what uh karaoke song is your go-to or do you have one well i can tell you what i did this last friday i just went with friends to karaoke bar in san francisco we haven't gone in a while sometime we do it at home with my daughter and friends and you know just to keep it all in family but this time we went out and so the songs i did was the first was la vie en rose from edith piaf it's an old song from the 30s it's pretty hard and it's in french then the second was uh rehab from emmy winehouse which is fucking awesome i love yes. that song yes and the third then i had two more another one was um uh, here comes the rain again from oh, the, from the Eurythmics. I love uh, I love them, and I love Annie Lennox, of course. 
Uh, and another one was, that was a cool one. What was the other one? Oh, it will come to mind, but yeah. For yeah. me, because my register is so low, uh, I, I have to do like, um, I, I usually do Johnny Cash. Oh, uh, nice. It's my, my register. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't know about you. I don't like my singing voice. You know, I, I just don't. And so that's why I try not to do musicals. I, <laughs> I can tell you might have a good voice. You might judge the style. Well, you know, some people want to be more punk rock, but they have more like a musical style and they're like, oh, I don't like it, but it's good, whatever, you know, that's your oh, style. I, I can so not <laughs> sing pop. It's just... Exactly. You might have a musical style, and but you're like, I want to be punk and no, I can't. Right. So right. you're judging. Your... <laughs> oh, well, jazz I can do. Ja- of course, if you have a musical style, you can sing jazz. Some sense. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So. I, I want to kind of turn this a little bit uh, because this to me is just fascinating. Um, your erotic uh, painting classes. Yes. Oh, I would love to talk about that. Yes, please do. Okay. So, First off, how do people find out about that? Yes. So um, just put this name anywhere on Google and or any search web browser. Art Gasmica, which is art and Gasmica at the same time. So A R T G A S M I C A. Art Gasmica, it's a group on meetup.com. And Meetup is a, a website with lots of different groups. And um, my Gasmica group has almost a thousand members now and it's been ongoing for like six years. And those classes are divided in two parts, um, in two different classes. So the classical one that I've been giving for many years is the class where people come and there is nude models that exhibit more sexually or more erotically on, on live while we draw them. And now it turned into being volunteer. So you just come and draw and volunteer modeling. So... It's actually becoming more of an experience for people because people want to exhibit on stage. I supply a lot of different costumes, and some of them are fetish and kinky, either leathers or lingerie or men wearing tutus, or they bring their own things. People bring their own costume, um, hats, you know. So you draw, and those drawing comes out amazing, and people from all kinds of skills and walk of life can come. And of course, it's open to every gender and every kind of age. So, well, it's a 21 and up, but uh, well, yeah, yeah, beside yeah. the 21 and up, you can come up to 95. <laughs> You're totally welcome. And uh, it, it's great because I have no, absolutely no problem with nudity. And I, so I, I found that to be uh, fascinating to me that you did that oh yeah you're definitely not a scared of nudity in fact the first time we met was at the nude conference the nudist conference at the right, Lupin Lodge right. for the show we did a com- comedy show together it was that's awesome right. yeah, yeah we were like the uh, headlining act at the end of the show and uh, <laughs> end of the com- convention and so it was over at Lupin Lodge and yes I do perform comedy nude uh, in the summertime yeah and that was a great show it was my first time performing my nude i wasn't completely totally nude but it was definitely there so anyway those classes yeah are not the conventional nude modeling classes you will find in every kind of school every kind of 
you know, drawing meetings that you, you know, it's the classic, you know, you know, you go and you have at least a new model, at least that those are uh, classes where you can actually get excited about doing nude and being watched. You can put fancy costume, the fetish costume, cross dressing, you know, masks and things that are more related to the fetish world, less to the art modeling classical world. Right. And they're very liberating because the class remain, yes, very professional. We're still just doing drawing to a model. Nothing more than that happened. But the person modeling is free to get aroused. And if it's a couple, they're free to offer some kind of pose that is more X-rated. Of course, it has to be still yes. for us to draw it. You know, they can't really move. So it's basically a simulation of the reality that would be the pose. But it's still very erotic and liberating. So in uh, this class is called the Orgasmica, the Exhibitionist. Orgasmica, the Exhibitionist. Then there is another one which is uh, still under Orgasmica, and this is a different class, and uh, it's fully clothed. Well, the other one also is fully clothed, unless you're modeling. But, um, this one is fully clothed, and it's erotic somatic art. So we're doing abstract art, and I bring the people into a journey of so four or five stages, and in this journey, we explore our sexuality and sensuality into abstract art. And each step, we discuss our piece with all the other students. And things that comes up are amazing. Just how liberating and how healing this class can be is just something else because it goes deep into the somatic of your part of your body. And then when you see it expressed on paper and you talk about it in the in the group, it's it's just amazing. Some people have never had that much verbal conversation about their sexuality with anyone in their own life yeah. when they come to this class. Well, and, and here's the thing with that. I, I People are too hung up on sexuality, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And there's no. nothing wrong with sexual expression. Um, there's nothing wrong with uh, however you identify um, you know, your gender preference and nothing wrong with nudity. So... I'm glad that a class like yours is out there, because mm -hmm. you know, it certainly helps. Um, and so that I, I you also do the uh, the painting cards, uh, tarot cards. Yes, I'm working because I have my Selena Angel um, art has been going since I was a child, and uh, I was I've been painting those cosmic beings. All my life, they're amazing paintings that I want to turn into a tarot card uh, deck, and it's working. In fact, it's happening. This is um, almost, let's say, halfway, three quarter of the way through. I'm working with a writer, so I'm writing the tarot deck, but she's doing all the editing and crafting, all my jumble of writing that I channel. Most of it is channeled into this. Um, perfectly written piece her name is Maya Yonica and she's also a pretty well-known writer from the book um, No Lotus No Mud anyway um, and she and I are working together slowly but surely and the really good thing about my paintings is that yes they portray those cosmic beings most of them are bold and then this 
funny thing happened to me. Five years ago, I've lost my hair due to this genetic uh, condition called alopecia, which transformed me into those beings that I've been painting all my life. So now I, I became those beings, and it's really one of the most incredible phenomena. It wasn't something that made me happy. It was really a big defeat in my life. But after a while, it became like a some kind of a winning point. Plus, I use it in my comedy, the fact that I'm bald. You, you and, do. And yeah. um, the, you, you can hear the um, set that you did at uh, Grapes of Laugh on uh, Echo Bucks Media as a separate um, post or a separate release. Mm -hmm. And that uh, that's a spoiler. <laughs> I'm just, just putting it out there. You just had a spoiler about your comedy. Right, but I spoil it on purpose because that will make people even more interested now to want to listen to that ah, piece. Very, I'm very sure smart. they are because I do use it and it's funny. I use it in different ways. So if you are interested to see my shows on YouTube, goes under, you know, Alessandra Valentini on YouTube. And my name, Alessandra, is 1L, 2S's, not the opposite. 1L, 2S's, Alessandra. And then Valentini with an I at the end. Um, in my deck, going back to my tarot deck, which is something that it's like the story of my life because putting together all my painting, transform each painting into a tarot card and writing about the meaning, which is channel together with the painting itself, it's also helping me to understand those painting now more than ever before. Now I'm, the painting are talking to me by me having to write down their meaning. It's becoming this symbiosis experience. Um, and yes, um, the deck will be called the Cosmic Spiral. I already bought the domain name, Cosmic Spiral Deck. <laughs> you know, you know uh, speaking uh, now, how, that's gonna, is that up now or is that going to be? Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. No, okay. I said we're like three quarter, like Maya just, uh, she, the writer that's working right, with right, me, right. she just went and... It started yeah, a life. Yeah, yeah. She's still working on the deck, but she lives off the grid now near the mountain of Santa Cruz, not far from here. And uh, she's now doing lots of uh, harvesting. So she's busy with that and she's not able to ride. Or So we're kind of in a stall, but we're definitely keep working because we're, you know, she needs to work and I need to finish this. I, I could totally live off the grid. <laughs> I, I would have absolutely no problem she with that. She is so lucky to have found that place. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, uh, your, your influences. Um, do you have, who are you? Well, let's, because you do so many things, let's try this this way. Uh, you Your influences with comedy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, who, let's talk about what I do in comedy. What, uh, well, what, who are who influenced? How? Oh, gosh. Ah, that's an interesting question. Hmm. I have had no specific influence. Because you're honestly. so different. Uh, your comedy is uh, so different than what I've seen. That's why I was asking that question. That's so funny. No, I have had. I mean, I like to listen to a lot of women comedy. Don't ask me name because I will end up saying the famous one that everybody knows, which is ridiculous. I am terrible with name. I don't retain names. I'm not a lover of showing off what I know about things because I don't know nothing and I know too much. But I don't care about retaining those so my oh. influence is uh, mostly women comedy 
Okay. I listen a lot of the women comedy, general women comedians, like old from the 90s, from the beginning of 2000, from now, and I like them all. Now, how about with uh, your art? Uh, my art, I had one big influence in my life, two actually. One was Salvador Dali. Of course. And then Leonardo da Vinci, those two. And then, of course, later in life, um, when I was in my late 20s, I started to know more about women's art, and I went, came to know Frida Kahlo, and it became also a big influence. But not as much as Dali and Da Vinci, which is like Dali most of it. It was an influence since I was a little child. Now, if people want to catch your comedy, um, you have YouTube. Yes, uh, page. I have the YouTube. But if you want to get to know but what's coming up, exactly. it's my yes, either my Instagram at uh, it's a at Alessandra Comedy. Or my Facebook page, which is um, Facebook uh, slash, you know, you do the whole Facebook.com slash AlessandraValentini.com. Or, you know, if you just put AlessandraValentini.com, that also should become up as my Facebook page. And your art? My art, too. It's a, That also should come up as my art. But, yes, Selena Angel. Dot com. Also, Alessandra Valentini will bring you into my art page, and Argasmiga will bring you into my art page. Oh, so there's and there is like there. all those three, SelenaAngel.com or Argasmiga or Alessandra Valentini. Those three should get you covered. And then your classes? The class is all under Argasmiga, but you, you know, it will come up the meetup group and then slash Argasmiga. That's where all my list of classes will be. And then there is several things on Facebook where I post all my classes. There's a Facebook page for Orgasmiga, and that also has the, there's a Facebook group and those, that also has the dates. Those classes are in San Francisco? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're all in San Francisco. I'm trying to expand and do more like, you know, East Bay, like maybe right. a few times a year, offer them on East Bay. It's all about finding spaces available. Uh, yeah, that's and definitely that's thing. the thing, you know. Yeah. Right now, I'm pairing up with this gallery on 24th Street, the Evolved SF, which is a great space. And um, so, yeah, look at Evolve SF, and it's a new gallery, and they're going to be closed for a few months, unfortunately, because they're doing the retrofitting. All oh, the shops in San Francisco are going through retrofitting. So they'll be closed. So we won't be able to offer any class there for until like April. A but April 2020. April 2020. So, but my in my art studio, I have a personal private art studio where I offer my classes, which is smaller and maybe has 10 people that can fit in. That, it's always available. And that's where I'm going to offer my next class, which is December 19th. And the theme will be rope, rope, plane, and bondage. Oh, see. So, yes, that will yeah, be okay. my friends, uh, my friend Astrid and her sub, Rita, which will come to do role playing for us. And we will draw them and then volunteer being roped by Astrid on taking turns. We'll have a three hour class, so there is room for everyone to take a turn and uh, exhibit and have fun being roped. And see, <laughs> I, that's. Man. So much fun. That's hot. Yes. Yes. Sounds like it. <laughs> I know. You if know. you want to sign up, it's $25. You I, go to meetup.com slash 
Art gas maker. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing is with with kink is that um, pe- it, people misunderstand it. Oh, totally. He's yeah, so I, misunderstood. I, I, oh God, the the stereotypes are just so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and and um, yeah. So shout out to the kinky people. Yeah, uh, because kink is actually a liberation. It's actually almost an enlightenment, and you know, put it in, in a dark place. Yes, the corset, the leather, the dark, and all the the image around. But it's truly the experience itself. It's actually liberating, and the people that it's in the, you know, there is a lot of people that are very liberated too, and some are not, of course. But that's everywhere. But I, I think it's a liberating thing, unless it becomes an addiction. I just do it for my classes and i go one time a year i go to Folsom street fair yes i do like you know but well, it's not like my lifestyle it's not my lifestyle i'm not into lifestyle like that like right, as a right, lot and, of, yes and some people like, are some, some people, people are exactly great. i just do it by creating this art that's my way of being into the lifestyle well and and people misunderstand that that kink they may be kinky and they don't know it like like exhibitionism <laughs> Uh, is one yes and I definitely am that um, the, you know and, and some people it's, it's more like uh, you know like role playing some people do that, that's it. it it's not just like you know whips and chains there's a whole mm-hmm. spectrum there. yeah what um, I do in fact I offer those classes which are you know, this time uh, there is the theme of role playing and bondage but usually are just like people come and volunteer uh, modeling and um, I have different kinky fetish costume and so it's there is no involved like the bondage or it's there is nothing like you know people flogging one another no unless that's part of the one of the poses okay right, let's right. do a pose but even then the flog needs to stay still in one position you can't beat the person back because we need to draw what's yeah, going they, on they so it will yes. be stationary the pose so it's on mostly like a simulation of the pose so you know it's fun that's what people a lot of people like that because it's a level of safety that's very high but the fun is still pretty high you know, you don't have to go to Folsom Street Fair or inside a dungeon and be flogged by a dominatrix to have, you know, something like that. I I will <laughs> tell you, um, it's wonderful having you here. It really is. Uh, let, let me ask, okay. So because you have so many different um, things that you do, is there a favorite that you have? Uh, or are they all your child? They're all my child. That's amazing. It's like, oh, drop the baby. The the the, the little darlings. There is too many little darlings. <laughs> um, painting has been the thing that I've been doing all my life. And Music so- was one of the things I had to drop. I was really producing a lot of music. And then my daughter was born. And after one year of trying to organize gigs, bring in the crib and the, the little, yeah, it, was a, too much. it was too much because yeah. I wasn't big enough to have like a crew of roadie and already stable. No, I was still my own person doing my own gigs. So it became impossible. And I had, it was one of the biggest regrets, which comedy have helped me to kind of going back on stage with comedy go, really helped me to get through that regret but it was big painting has been my my whole life music has been half of my life and comedy is relatively new even though I feel like 
I feel like I've known you longer than I have. <laughs> you know, it is. But and and so if people want to check out, uh, you're all over the the place doing mm-hmm. things. Um, yeah. So if if people want to get show dates for your comedy. Uh, where where do they go? They are the 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 Instagram page is pretty good, or okay. as I said, the the Facebook page is also good. The Instagram is at Alessandra Comedy, and Alessandra is one L two S's. Alessandra Comedy, you know. I love the with, way you said that. Yes, and then uh, on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Alessandra Valentini dot uh, com. Yes, uh, yeah. You will find it. If you put my name, you will find it. And it sounds sure. like, uh, from what you said earlier, you'll find your art stuff there as well. Um, yes. As I said earlier, if you go on uh, YouTube, in my YouTube channel, there is also my art. So you can also go YouTube, Salena Art. Anyway, it's a pretty complicated. But if you put Alessandra Valentini on YouTube, that's my channel. And... And then I find out somebody else has this name, Alessandra Valentino on YouTube. It was really upsetting. She sells houses. I'm like, how dare? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, how dare you there are there are other Johnny Corns out there too. You know, which, I'm sure. Well, <laughs> you know what happened was I I was uh, in and not to get into a whole long story, but I I was doing a show in Utah, and a person uh, came up to me because their last name was Corn, and they thought, well, maybe we're related. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a stage name. It's a stage name, dude. I'm not sorry. Corn. <laughs> you know, just, I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint you. That's so cute. But uh, but that yeah, that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I thank you very much for being with us. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for really this nice time here at the station. Now, before I let you go, um, your stand-up comedy uh, audio from Grapes of Laugh has been released as a separate track on Echoplex, so feel free, everybody, to check it out. I encourage that. You killed that night. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you. That was fun. Oh, I I, I have a ball. Yeah, you know? that night was really a great night. And everybody said it. it was one of the nicest they've had there, the Grape of Laugh. Yeah, well, that show has gotten really good reviews in, in the newspaper yeah. and stuff like that, so I, I'm really proud of that. That's like my... My your baby child, my yeah baby yeah so but thank you very much for being with us and um ha- have a wonderful i i'm just appreciative of you being here tonight thank you and thank uh, you johnny and thank you to the station and you guys are awesome well, and i will see you soon yeah. next show next comedy show absolutely bye bye <laughs> And for anybody listening to this who doesn't know what we do around here, we're Echoplex Media. We're a podcasting and streaming network. We're live a few days a week, sometimes up to six days a week on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. And you can go to our website, echoplexmedia.com, to find out more about us and to support this project. Go to patreon.com slash Echoplex or visit the support page on our website. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. This is going to be a Phil Johnson song. What do you guys, what do you, which one do you want? Oh, Lordy. Uh, the holiday, he has the, the, the holiday one. Um, I forget the name of it. There's two. We'll go with uh, Rudolph the Blood Soaked Reindeer. That's it. From the time he was young, he was bullied and teased with something not his fault. Some weird recessive gene that made his nose glow red like a drunk on a beat.
of the lambs One day after getting his ass kicked again He was sullen and angry and began to plan Hit the internet to order guns and weed And said the shit hits the fan on Christmas Eve The night was foggy, perfect time to attack He polished his AK and choked on some crack And Rudolph, with his nose so bright It's gonna make hell rain down tonight Rudolph isn't taking shit anymore And there won't be any more reindeer games Hells are gonna split when he settles the score And the entire North Pole goes up in flames He's Rudolph, the blood-soaked reindeer We can't fly in the fog, Santa globally explained As Rudolph lay behind a snowbank rifle tightly aimed When Santa looked down, saw the red dot on his chest An idea sprang to mind and he said to the rest Someone go get that little red-nosed bastard and tell him to get off his ass and do something useful for once. Stupid red nose of his cuts through fog like my dick through an elf's asshole. And Rudolph paused and peered at Santa's smug little face. He could prove his worth and come back from disgrace. He lay his rifle in the snow, slipped into his hitch, took his place at the front and yelled, Yeah, bitch! As they soared through the sky to Versailles and Shanghai, the bomb and the toy shop blew the elf's sky high. In both worlds, far as Rudolph could tell Front of the pack still blew the place straight to hell Rudolph isn't taking shit anymore Now he rules the pole with a strong pimp hand Santa and the rest are his personal 